Guys, I'm terrified. <laughs> Can I just start off with I am absolutely terrified. Welcome in, everybody. What am I terrified about? Of course, tomorrow night, if you guys have not already seen, we've got the pepper pain for a family's gain going on. And I'm terrified. I'm terrified. We'll get into the show in a minute. I've I've got to dive into this because this is you guys will understand why I am why I'm terrified. <laughs> um So tomorrow night for a fantastic cause, there's a family in need that's been fighting a legal battle and they're waiting for the day when it's safe and legal for them to come out and and um be public with what what has happened up to this point and so in order to help out this family who i can vouch for who matt can uh vouch for who spike cohen can can vouch for for everyone on the muddy wires team can vouch for um we're doing a, a gofundme event tomorrow where you guys come in and you guys, as the picture goes, oh, wrong one. As the picture goes, turn my face nice bright red. Oh, sunburn there. But this, the, the, the pain that I am about to endure, because I, I drove for several hours today trying to find me a Carolina Reaper. Trying to find me some ghost peppers. So hopefully tomorrow somebody's going to be able to come through. If you guys are in the Greenville County, uh, Greenville area, if you're in the upstate area, if you're close to the upstate of South Carolina and you can bring me some of these peppers, I would greatly appreciate it because what I got in substitute is way, way worse. (laughs) I don't want to do it. But so I'll start off. I'll start off with uh, with the lesser item because I want you guys to see this so you guys can hold me accountable to this. This is the hottest beef jerky in the world. Well over a million Scoville, Scoville units. Now, if you guys are not big into peppers or or if you guys know a little bit about peppers, right, it's ex- exponential growth. Um, if you guys know of the last dab from... Um, oh, geez. What? Oh, no, I forgot the series. I apologize. Um, but... If you guys are familiar with the last app, that's 1.5 million Scoville units, right? And that's wrecking all these guests on on the the series. Um, was it hot takes? I think it's hot takes. Pardon me if I got it wrong. So that right there, I wish that that was the final line. No, 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 no. no. We have this bad boy right here. The end flatline hot sauce. Now, what's fantastic about this hot sauce, if I can get it to focus, what's fantastic about this hot sauce is I was asking them, the shop who made it, about what's in it. And they said that they added Carolina Reaper and ghost pepper to this hot sauce to cool it down. Because after cooling it down with ghost pepper and with Carolina Reaper and scorpion pepper, it's at a mere 7 million Scoville units. I have cracked this bottle. And from here, from here, like a, a half an arm span. It's already hurting. 
I I don't want you guys to doubt that I'm going to go through pain for this family tomorrow. And so I, I, I implore you guys, if you guys have not already put it on your calendars, make sure you guys got it on your calendar. It is uh, going to be tomorrow night, July 13th at 8 p.m. Freedom time. It's Eastern time for you, uh, Cajun Libertarian. Um, make sure that you guys are here. Help out. We're going to have a fun way that you guys can interact with what I'm doing. And of course, Spike and Matt have plenty of shenanigans to give me as well. So it's going to be a fantastic show tomorrow night. So make sure you guys hop in with that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it, but I'm terrified beyond terrified. And so um, tomorrow night is definitely going to be a show you're not going to want to miss. And, and if you guys can help out with that cause, I would be incredibly grateful for it um while also understandably so hating you at the same time so um we're excited for that uh big news coming that way and um i already already threw it up there on accident once but tonight at 8 30 um 8 30 some some weird i think that's commie commie uh time central um at 9 30 p.m. freedom time you can catch cajun libertarian he's gonna be talking with martha bueno tonight uh talking about what's going on in cuba they're gonna be talking about kick rocks uh and spending time with brian lambrick and of course he's got a brand new segment of how is that racist so you guys gotta check that out make sure you guys hop into there and i will of course be plugging this at the end as well um we're already gonna get a couple comments we're gonna get into um Growing many types of peppers. Yeah, I I would rather eat your peppers. I'm almost guaranteed of that. Uh, I would imagine it's going to be like catfish coolie eating hot stuff. No, uh, I I don't know who that is, but if he handles it in any any way of like composure, no, absolutely not. Um, uh, are you sure you want to do this, man? People have ended up in the hospital from this stuff already. Yes. I I understand the risks, right? When I when I bought this bottle, he said, "Look, I cannot legally ask you what you're doing with this. Um, just understand that it's incredibly hot and it could cause damages." Um, I've signed waivers for for attempting to do hot stuff before, and I failed epically. Um, so I'm 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 ready for this. Oh, not good at all. Maybe maybe it's gonna be similar. It's gonna be bad. Um, am I actually ready for this? No, I'm not. But this is a cause, this is a family that I truly believe in. And if I can make some kind of a sacrifice for them, even if I have to rack up my own medical bills in order to help them out, I I, I find it worthy. So, um, so Paul, I mean, if you want to come through tomorrow, uh, one of the ways that you guys will be able to interact is you guys can help me during this because we're going to have, and I don't want to give too much of a preview of how everything's going to be set up, but basically you can donate, let's say you donate, 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 dollars right some odd number that's not a round number not a zero uh, take out 15 as well uh take out like a, a five or a zero if you give one of those random numbers between um 10 and 20 not ending in a, a zero or a five you guys will be able to give me something. You guys will be able to let me get bread. You'll let me get water. You'll let me get yogurt. You'll let me get uh, milk, things like that, where this will help me out. So um, if you guys are the empathetic people, if you guys are the caring people, if you guys are the loving people, um, you're not going to damn me too much, but you guys are going to kill me. 
because you guys are going to help out this amazing cause, but you'll also be there to help me out through this as well, because I'm not going to just uh, subject myself to, um, to just drinking something because I need it. I'm going to wait for you guys to give me that permission. We definitely have peppers that will light up your life. Oh, oh I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I don't have any money right now, but seriously, is there anything else I could do to keep you from doing this to yourself? You can find somebody who does have a little bit of money to help me out um, by just providing me with this stuff. I, I We're at a point. We've got flyers made. We have the flyers made. We have it all laid out. We have the, 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 the schedule made. Um, and I said I was going to do this. And and truly, if if your word, if you go back on your word, your word means less. And you're, without your word, you you have no meaning. You have you you are nothing without your word. And and so at this point, we're fired on all cylinders. This this right here, this this flat line, the end of flat line. If I can get the the product placement right. That might ooh. that right there. So so funnily enough, you can see that the top has been opened. I got home with it this afternoon and my sister was here and she she I jokingly said, hey, you want to try it? She was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I broke her off a piece. She said, where's your piece? I was like, I'm not trying that. I'm not, I'm not that stupid. I'm not that stupid. I'm not trying that right now. But I'll tell you guys what. If you guys want to see a sample of it, I will try some of this tonight. You guys, I, I, I know what the number is right now on the GoFundMe. As I just dropped my water bottle. Uh, I'm going to post the link to the GoFundMe in the chat. If you guys make, mm, let's go through this. Um, let's go with $100 during tonight's show. I'll run it a little bit later than normal. I'll stick around and chat it up with you guys. If we can make $100 donations through through this show to this GoFundMe, I will I will take a decent sized one, not a small one. I won't I won't I won't bitch out on you guys too much. I won't take a large one um, because we do have to save some for tomorrow. But just to just to just to get the excitement going, I will I will have it and and eat some at the end of tonight's episode. Does that sound like a good deal? Does that work out for you guys? As I scroll through my Facebook feed to find this link. If that sounds like a good deal, let me know. I'm about to pop this link in there. We're almost there. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. There it is. I found it. Ooh. Oh. There it is. There it is. And this family, as I said, I would not be doing this for this family if it if this family was not one that I could absolutely advocate for. And 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 honestly, once it is safe and legal to do so, they do plan on coming out and notifying you guys, every single one of you guys, of, of who it was. And so this will be an update that that Matt Wright, who created this GoFundMe, um, he will update it as well to ensure that everyone gets to see it. So I can't link. 
Uh, right? Who created this goal? There we go. All right, pin the comment. So if we can get a hundred dollars in there by the end of tonight's episode, we're at seven sixty right now. I will give you guys that sample. I will give you guys that sample. But as I said, yes. So we still have a show to do. I still have an introduction to give you guys. Um, But you guys now know why I'm going to be a little bit on edge tonight. Why I'm a little nervous. Why I'm a little scared. Why I... I I don't say that I regret my decision to be into this. But... Y'all got to make the suffering worth it for me, please. Because I know some of y'all. I know some of y'all are ready to get in on this. Y'all ready to see the pain, right? We, 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 we like that arena style of things where people go in and battle it out and suffer. Um, but it's, it's going to be worth it in the end. And um, I, I appreciate that, Jacob. So the comment was, dude, this is not hyperbole. I'm very concerned for you. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Um, I understand the, the conditions in which I'm going into on this. And um, we will be taking precautions as necessary. But at the end of the day... Got to make some sacrifices for some families, you know, Um, we are libertarians. We are voluntarists. We are people who believe in society being able to lift up others when they need it. And uh, so this is a great cause to do it around. So I'm willing to to, I I don't have the means of being able to provide for this family in that way. so I'm doing what I can. And, And at the end of the day, if we all just do what we can to help each other out. Buttermilk, definitely getting buttermilk. Um, if we do what we can for others around us, it doesn't have to always be a monetary thing. Um, we can make society better. We can make the culture better. It's about us being able to lift each other up. And and so that's what this really uh, drives me to do. Um, so... We still have a show to go go through, right? We still have we still have like politics to talk about. We still have like oh, we still have so much to go through. I'm not ready for this. Salt. We're doing saltines. Well, I will have saltines on the list too. Saltines, bread, oatmeal, things like that. Um we'll have the list compiled and ready to go. So if this is your first time here, welcome in. Of course, I am Mr. Merck of the Beard of Truth, Jason Lyon. I am your neighborhood-friendly libertarian talking to you about politics and social issues, economic issues, and bringing it to you to your home home uh, table where you can talk about it with your friends, your families, and your neighbors so that we can help spread the message of liberty and enabling people to live out in freedom so that they too can live up to their fullest potential. So I'm excited for tonight. We've got a a hell of a show lined up for you guys because we are on the Muddy Waters Media uh, platform. And of course, every time that we come live here, whether it's me, whether it's Spike Cohen, whether it's Matt Wright, whether it's Cajun Libertarian, whether it's Eskimo Libertarian, you know we got a hell of a banger lined up for you guys. So I'm so excited to be here. So thankful for Matt and Spike for for creating this platform. Um, so excited about the the meetup uh, this last weekend down there in in Mississippi. If you guys missed that episode, I mean I I was rolling. I was having a good time with it. It was fantastic. Um, seeing Cajun. Seeing Spike and seeing Matt on the same stage, man, it reminded me back when, um, back at SCLP, 
when we had the presidential debate where it was me, Matt and Spike. Um, so I, first of all, shame on you, Cajun, for trying to replace me. I know you weren't trying to replace me, but shame on you for trying to replace me. Um, <laughs> but you know, where we we came together for the presidential debate that did not get aired. Uh, I won't be naming names as to why that was, but 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 uh, it was a fantastic time. So we've got a, a hell of a week lined up for us coming up in the future as well, and we'll cover those um, as the episode unfolds. Um, but tonight we're gonna be talking a little bit about criminal justice reform. Absolutely, Cajun. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about criminal justice reform, and we're going to be talking about something that I love to talk about. I talk about this in my personal life. I talk about this as an activist in my community. I talked about this um, during a special election for a sheriff in my county um, last year. Uh, maybe it was the year before, even. Oof, I'm getting old. Um, but it is civil asset forfeiture. This is something that... Um, if you guys ever had like actually sat down and thought about if you were handed a microphone and not like a regular microphone, but one of those ones special ones that goes over your ear that comes out to the to like the side of your cheek, like right here. And it's just got that little ball and somebody hands you this microphone and they say it's time for your TED talk. What would be that topic for you? And for me, it really would be civil asset forfeiture. I could talk about this for days because this is one of those things where we can find common ground with the Republicans, with Democrats, right? I am a libertarian and I'm willing to say that as long as you are not a part of the police union, as long as you're not a part of law enforcement, you generally will find agreement on this issue because those are the people who are defending this, right? If you're active or prior um, law enforcement, or if you're a police union, you are defending, ensuring that civil asset forfeiture remains in place. Um, everyone else can kind of see right through this as a scam. Um, it is legal thievery, if you will, because if we go to the FBI, and I should have had this pulled up beforehand, FBI civil asset forfeiture. Um, if you go by the FBI, and what the definition of civil asset forfeiture, which of course is not popping up. Yeah, website. Um, if you go by what the FBI has called this. Um, the FBI has labeled it as a the means in which law enforcement can take property while believing that it has been some ways affiliated with a crime. Now, in a nation that was created um, and we enacted the Constitution and then later enacted the Bill of Rights to it or amended the Bill of Rights to it, um, wherein you have due process, where you're protected um, and you're treated as innocent until proven guilty, it seems kind of weird that you can have your property forfeited because it was believed to be associated with a crime. Well, that's what civil asset forfeiture is. Criminal asset forfeiture is another form of asset forfeiture. This is where you're found guilty of a crime, property that has been seized in the past, associated with that crime, which is proved to be a part of that crime, is then forfeited. 
So this means that you have to go through a criminal process. You have to be found guilty of a crime. The property that you were using or associated with or or gained from your criminal activity is then forfeited to the state. That sounds like normal due process. I, I think that we can all agree upon this. But the idea that you're driving down the road. Um, if I could use one of one of my new friends that I, I just recently got in contact with, he was sharing his story of he went to Las Vegas and happened to make it big, had a, had some good winnings. So he's driving from Las Vegas with an envelope full of cash and driving back and he gets pulled over and was was performing something illegal while doing this. Um and so he got the charge, but they found this envelope. And he found this envelope that had money in it. They found his poker card table or the 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 casino card. They they found his you know his receipts for the rental room and everything else, right? Showing where this money was coming from. And they decided that they were gonna take this because alcohol and this money clearly were related. So Obviously, he was um, doing a lot bigger crimes than just drinking. And so from this, right, he had his money taken. So after fighting for the um, not even fighting, after allowing for the process to go through on his drinking charges, he then had to go and fight on a civil case in order to get his property back. So to get his money back, thankfully, he was able to get a free attorney on this one. Which brings up the point of how this process actually works. So with criminal asset forfeiture, with criminal court cases, you have uh, we've all heard the Miranda rights, wherein that you have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be appointed to you. In a civil case, you do not have a right to an attorney. You must represent yourself or hire an attorney for yourself. So... If you have, on average, on average uh, across the nation, it's about $500 that is taken through civil asset forfeiture. If you had $500, the average number or uh, amount of money taken from you through civil asset forfeiture, now you have to go hire an attorney to fight through the court system to bear witness to your property. And specifically in this one, it's your money. It could be your car. It could be your home. It could be a boat. It could be furniture. It could be statues. It could be whatever it is that they deem to be somehow affiliated with a crime that they could take. So in this case, they took $500. Now you have to go hire an attorney to represent you to fight to bear witness for your property so that you can get your $500 back. Now, if you guys are not fortunate enough, like most Americans who get hit with civil asset forfeiture uh, seizures, you're unable to get an attorney. So you have to do it yourself. You have to navigate that, that the legal system. And I'm not sure how many of you have been involved with the legal system, but there are so many hoops. There are so many jumps. There are so many holes. There are so many gaps. And it is so incredibly difficult to be able to navigate that system on your own. So you have to hire an attorney or you're going to be fighting an uphill battle the whole way. So if you hire an attorney, let's say the attorney is $100 an hour. It's not $100 an hour in court. No, no, no. It's $100 an hour. 
from the time that you sign him on to the time that you go through court, hopefully it's less than five hours. As soon as you hit that five hour mark, what's the point in fighting? Hmm. So it's difficult to win on your own. It's difficult to get a legal representative. But they can take on average $500. So does that mean that if that means that there are plenty of cases in which it's less than $500? I mean, sure, there's still plenty of cases that are above $500. But those cases that are less than $500. Who's going to go fight for $100? How hard are you going to fight for that $100? In some circumstances, that can mean the difference of paying rent, difference of buying a meal, the difference of, of, of in some circumstances of being homeless. But we have a system that doesn't force due process, but rather allows for property to be treated in or guilty until proven innocent. And you better bear witness to it, otherwise it will be guilty. Facebook still doesn't know how to put comments in a chronological order. I'm sorry about that. So you fight to get your property back, and hopefully you win it. But in many circumstances, you don't. And, and I can think of a litany of cases, specific here to South Carolina and some that are across the country. There was a, an older couple that was traveling, I believe it was from Georgia down to Texas. They wanted to buy a new RV. Being in the older generation, they had cash. They didn't have a debit card. They didn't have a checkbook. They brought cash to go pay for this thing. That way they could just be... They drop the cash off and don't have to have any further contact. They got their money. They got the car or the RV and they could be on with life. Well, while driving down the interstate, they get pulled over on their way to Texas to pick this RV up. And by having their property taken from them or by them being pulled over during the search of, I believe it was a, a busted taillight um, that, or a, a, a taillight that was out was the reason for them being pulled over. Um, during this stop, the officer had a suspicion and did a search. And during the search, found this money. It was, I believe, it was like seven thousand dollars, seven thousand or twelve thousand. I apologize. But in, in either case, that money was taken because they had a large amount of money. So clearly, clearly, anybody can see if you have a large amount of money, you're clearly trying to buy drugs. I mean, these are these are retired people that had big money, um, big cash on hand. And they had their property taken from them and they had to fight and pay for an attorney to get their money back. And so out of the money that was just arbitrarily taken from them, they had to pay some of that to their attorney in order to get their money back. Guess who doesn't have an RV now? Guess who's out that trade deal? Both of those people who wanted to make a voluntary transaction were then stopped because of law enforcement in that instance. Um, I can think of a one woman in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. She was an, an, another old older woman. And at about 3 a.m., drug dealers would deal drugs on the corner of her property. And the city police decided that they were going to attempt to confiscate her house because she had been deemed to not do enough in order to stop that crime. Thankfully, they didn't win that case. Thankfully, she still uh, maintained her property through that through those charges. 
but she wasn't being accused of a crime. Which brings me to one of the most egregious things that I have found out about civil asset forfeiture. And that is that, um, at least in South Carolina, right? This is, this is something that is very reflective across the country as well. But in South Carolina, between the years of 2014 and 2017, $5 million worth of assets, $5 million worth of assets were, were taken through civil asset forfeiture. And it was 20% were not found guilty of a crime. So that means that they went to court for a criminal proceedings and they were not found guilty of a crime. 20% of that $5 million that was taken and kept by the state of South Carolina between 2014 and 2017, 20% of it, the owner was not found guilty of a crime and another 19 percent on top of that was never even accused of a crime so you had 39 percent of this five million dollars that was uh, that was accrued over the course of three years 39 percent where the owner was not found guilty of a crime and yet they took all of that i could not imagine the outrage that each and every one of those people must have felt the the inability for them to see the criminal justice system or the ability the only ability for them to see the criminal justice system as an injustice system where that had occurred I, I I have no other way that I I me personally I would be able to see it right I could not understand I could not fathom seeing that and 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 believing that the criminal justice system was working for me because it to go to the intentions of what the criminal justice system to go to what the purpose of the criminal justice system is it was created in order to help provide protection for victims to serve the public, to help raise up and to ensure that when people create victims, that they pay their consequences. But what about when it comes to civil asset forfeiture, when those people who are creating victims are the law enforcement themselves? When in 39% of those cases, there was the victim was the person who had their property taken. This is this is a growing issue. This is not an issue that's being diminished, right? Thankfully, we've had some recent court cases across the country in, in certain state Supreme Courts and, and lower courts. Um, but at the federal level, we just recently had a tripartisan bill be put up wherein it was Justin Amash, it was um, Thomas Massey, and it was... I forgot which the Democrat was... But they put up a bill in order to end civil asset forfeiture at the federal level. So this is not just a state level issue. This is not just a county level issue. This is a, a, a an issue that seeds through all levels of government. And when they tried to have these conversations about ending civil asset forfeiture at the federal level, it fell flat on its face. What we have learned from states who have been successful in either curtailing civil asset forfeiture in a major way, such as Michigan, or states that have removed it outright, such as North Carolina, it does not mean that you are protected because when you have it at the state level, about the average that I've seen, 
is about 90% of the assets taken go back to the police agency that 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 took it, right? So if your city police officer takes $100 through civil asset forfeiture, about 90 of those dollars will go back to him. The other 10 may go to the prosecutor and may go back to the general fund. So that means that they have a perverse incentive for them to perform civil asset forfeiture. Well, if you have a state like North Carolina where that's been abolished, right? They no longer get to do this, right? They have to rely on criminal asset forfeiture. They have to rely on the due process. They have to rely on the courts finding somebody guilty before the property that they seized during the pickup or during during the uh, activity that then it becomes forfeited. It 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 sadly doesn't work that way because all they do is they call in the federal agents, wherein it's 80%. So 80% of the money that the federal agents take in goes back to that federal agency that, that took the money. The other 20% goes to the general fund and other, uh, other allocations. So there's still this perverse incentive at every level in which civil asset forfeiture still exists. So we have even probably one of the most grotesque examples I can give of how um, prolific civil asset forfeiture is in the eyes of some law enforcement. And there's a, a, a county near me in Spartanburg County, South Carolina. Um, Sheriff Chuck Wright has long been running a program that's called Rolling Thunder. And what Rolling Thunder is, is where he is literally out there deputizing other police departments to come into his county to sit on the uh, on the interstate, to sit on the highway <laughs> And to pick people up. And so there has been a competition in which they're searching for the highest heist, if you will. The the most number of heists, the highest average heists, or any other metric of centered around the idea that we've got to clean up the streets by taking money through money and assets and property through civil asset forfeiture. And don't worry, if you're the big winner, we might give you a nice steak dinner at a very high-end restaurant comparative to a lot of the other restaurants around. We might give you um, gift cards to go out to uh, Cabela's. We might give you merchandise. We might give you hats. We might give you shirts, etc., etc. We have a system that becomes so driven on the idea that people are guilty until proven innocent, that they don't see the issues with civil asset forfeiture. And so this is a cause that I've been pushing to take up here in South Carolina. And I know that there's so many other states out there that still have this as a growing issue. I've been speaking with activists across the country and they see the same thing. And so I want you guys to look in your own state, look at your own laws centered around civil asset forfeiture, see what news articles you can find up, see what reports you can find. Let me know what you find on civil asset forfeiture, because the more that we know about this, the better we can set a, up a full frontal assault across the different states to ensure that we can end this practice at the state level. Once we've ended it at the state level and we have just the federal level left, it is so much easier when you have pressure from all 50 states 
pushing back, saying civil asset forfeiture is wrong. You need to put in place due process. You need to put in place actually finding people guilty of crimes before you forfeit their property. And so we can push to end this. We can push to to make a big positive change on this. And it's just going to take all of our help, all of our efforts. And um, I'm so excited for it. All right. I want to give you guys a quick update. We've got 30 of the, the 30 of the hundred. If you guys do want to see me sample the hottest beef jerky on the planet. Oh my God. Even the bag still. Oh, oh no. It like lingered. Oh, it like lingered in my nose a little bit. Oh my God. Oh. If you guys want me to sample this tonight on stream, before you get to see the whole she bang tomorrow. We need seventy more dollars donated to the GoFundMe, which is posted pinned there on YouTube or on Facebook. If you guys want it on YouTube, if you guys want it elsewhere, let me know. I'd be more than happy to drop it in the comments section there again. Um actually, you know what? I could just do it anyways. I can just do it. <clears throat> Whew. Yeah, it's going to... Oh. I just need a moment. I'm sorry. Mm. Maybe this will clear my... Oh. 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 Well, I don't smell the jerky anymore. So that's a good thing. So. As I was saying... <laughs> As I was saying, we can, um, we can, we can actually make change on this. Um, as I said in the very beginning, right, this is something that is very much bipartisan. Right. This is very much uh, across the spectrum. This is very much a unifying message. This is something that we can all drive to make change on. And all it takes is for us to spread the message of what civil asset forfeiture is. Break it down for people. Right. This isn't the same thing as eminent domain. This isn't the same thing as as um, you know taking from the immigrants this isn't taking from this group this isn't taking from that group this is taking from everybody um on a racial aspect right we are seeing where it's a uh, being more um disproportion used disproportionately against people of color or in, in in communities lower on the economic scale um where we see a larger police presence to begin with so it, it makes sense on some fronts um of course why the economic why go on the lower economic scale as we discussed in the very beginning of this you want to have that that guarantee that roi why would i go through all this effort of taking this property forcing people to forfeit um and then just when you take a, a take it from somebody rich, right? They're just going to fight to get it back. No, you want to go after people that are more susceptible, more. Um, oh, I, I definitely will try not to touch my eyes. Um, you want to go after people that would be that are more incapable of fighting back. And, and so we see the, the demographics on that and we it's, it's, 
I don't want to sound like an apologist when I say this, but it makes sense why it is being targeted the way that that was. I swear, like, it just lingers at, like, the bottom of my nose and then just, like, comes up and she's like, hey, what's up, bro? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I saw if you saw my comment on the Muddy Waters Facebook page. I think you and Aria de Mezzo should have a chili pepper eating duel with proceeds to support the Crypto 6 defense and your preferred cause. I don't know if I'm ready to have a pepper eating duel with anyone. I am definitely not a pepper eater of any serious variety. Um... So she would kick my butt and the money would go to Crypto 6 Defense, which I'm, I'm cool with, right? I'm cool with doing like a voluntary thing. Um, if we can split it, if I suffer and we split it and we, it goes to this cost too, I'm I'm, I'm up for that. Um, I did miss your comment on there though. Um, I think that was very early in the show that you made that comment. But... Ugh. No, I'm, I'm, I'm completely okay with that. Um, I, I believe in this cause. This is a cause that I can get behind. Even, even if it means destroying my face for a while, <laughs> I hope you guys can, can, can see the severity of pain that I'm willing to go through for this to understand how, how important it is for this family to stay whole. And, um, if I, if I could go off the rails a little bit and talk about this, um, we will go into more details, of course, tomorrow night on the show. But the idea that you want to do your best for your child, right? If you had a child that you are at risk of losing, not because you weren't the fit parent, not because you weren't the best choice, not because you weren't giving them a good life, not because you weren't um, doing anything wrong for them, but merely because of core battles are extremely extremely exhaustive on your financial revenues on it's a huge financial burden and this family has already spent well over thirty thousand dollars in the court system already fighting for the best of their child um and then to have to fight to get even more money um when when it's just it's just not there i mean you can imagine the heartbreak that that family is going through um and having to face that so if i could do something um if i can do something to help them out i definitely will um the question is why is the retainer so high so the retainer um from my understanding of the way that it was explained to me was that the retainer is set up um is set up based on the expectation of this is how much from from that point to the end of trial how much it would cost so basically right this would set them to the end this would set them to the finish line and they would be done with court and so um with that retainer right if they get to a point where they don't need that that full retainer um if they don't need that retainer they will be more than happy to click return all the funds. Um, if they get to a point where they can't do that, they um, Matt Wright has already said that he would go through the list from the from the last donation all the way up to the top to give back any money that's left over um, and and everything else. Um, the comment was: I compromised with my ex and I spent four thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. That's amazing. Um, so. In this circumstance, 
I can't go into the legalities that I was I was told about um, because it's an ongoing litigation. Um, but I will say that there isn't there isn't grounds for a compromise. Um, and that's about as far as I'm allowed to really say. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. But um, I will say that from all the information that I've been given to this point, it's the the team that they have has been winning on all fronts. And so it, it I've been sold. <sighs> I've been sold on this cause um, from understanding the individuals involved, understanding um, some of the circumstances, which I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that I know that I know some of the circumstances surrounding the situation. Um, but but out of the privacy and the request of this family to keep things private, um, I, I have to. Um, so it is one of those things. It is one of those things that I, I wish that I can I can help this family out um, and, and help spread the exact reasons why. Um, but I will say that when it is safe and legal to do so, they are they are chomping at the bit already to come out and, and to address each and every one um, and to thank everyone and, and to show their support. And so I, I have to leave it at that. And so I apologize for that. But. <clears throat> But yes, so back to civil asset forfeiture. So there are bills that are going out there um, across the country in different states where we're seeing different levels of success. So we know that it is being discussed in political circles. We know that it's being pushed at, at different campaign events. Um, I know that I was out there uh, during 20, 2019 pushing this hard, um, the idea of civil asset forfeiture. I was pushing it around my county Um and and we had uh, some great success with that with about in south carolina we have about 146 house of representatives we had 116 co-sponsors on that bill to end civil asset forfeiture outright so um so the opportunity is there we can make a change on this and it is incredibly important to have a unifying message um that we can bring all sides to the table on because this is just poor governance and we can we can expose that and we can make people's lives better by being able to push that. So there's a lot of great things that we can be doing with this. And so I, I as I said, this is one of my tech to TED talk prepped up uh, discussions because we can make an impact. We can make a change here. And, and I promise you guys, um, if you, as you guys dive more into civil asset forfeiture in your own personal lives, you guys are going to be just as outraged as me. You guys are going to want to learn more about it to be able to discuss with others, to be able to spread the message, to be able to change and impact the lives around you. And I mean, with that, I mean, imagine just saving one person's ability to stay in a home. Imagine being able to ensure that one family keeps their keeps food on their table for another night, right? I mean, that's life changing, right? To be a part of that, to make a difference like that, I I'll fight every day for that. And so I hope that you guys would as well. And so um but I want to I want to wrap things up here. I want to bring things uh, to what we've got in the future. Of course, I discussed it a little bit before and I got to plug him again. We have the Cajun Libertarian who um, was not was not labeled as a legendary beard. 
Um, yeah, it, it was supposed to be a shorter podcast. It was. Don't, don't, don't you give me that snoot. Uh, uh, this guy right here, Cajun Libertarian, was not labeled as legendary bearded. Um, he's coming on here in just a short forty-five minutes on his uh platform. So that's coming on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Anchor. So you can do the Anchor call-in line with him as well. And that is, of course, is the Cajun Libertarian show. So go check that out. And um, so he's gonna have the special guest Martha Bueno on to talk about what's going on in cuba the 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 freedom revolution if you will uh so i'm excited for that discussion so he's going to be having some segments on just the thought kick rock spending time with brian lambrick and of course the new segment which i'm incredibly excited for how is that racist so make sure you guys get over there to cajun libertarian tonight but if you guys don't make it there, because his beard is not as epic as mine, it's not as legendary as mine, I understand. I understand. It's okay. Make sure you guys get there anyways. But make sure you guys get in <laughs> back over here to Muddy Waters Media tomorrow night where me, Matt, and Spike are going to be doing a show t- together uh, where I've labeled my segment, my corner of the show, if you will, Pepper Pain for a Family's Gain, where we'll be continuing to push out there and continuing to... Uh, help make this GoFundMe for this family make a difference for them and to drive up a change. So we are still $70 away, guys. $70 away from me testing out and trying out that oh, that beef jerky. Um, <laughs> so make sure you guys come on over here, back over here to Mighty Wars Media. If you guys have anchor call-in moments, if you guys want to call in and just make fun of me as I'm eating those peppers. You guys are more than welcome to, of course, on the anchor call in moment. Um, and, uh, but yes, so we're going to have Matt spike and myself tomorrow night, 8 PM Eastern on the muddy water show. Then on Wednesday night, of course, we got my fellow Americans, spike Cohen sitting down with another amazing guest Thursday night. We're going to finish off, uh, not finish off correction, not finish off. We're going to have Matt Wright with the writer's block. He's going to have another wonderful, fantastic guest. And to finish off the week properly, we're going to have Eskimo Libertarian and uh, the the lesser bearded Muddy Waters team member, Cajun Libertarian, on for from Bayous to Igloos where you guys are going to be able to see a fantastic show. If you guys have not seen them yet... You guys have been missing out sorely. But make sure you guys tune in for From Bayous to Igloos on Friday night with Cajun and Eskimo. It's going to be a fantastic time. And uh, I'm so excited for that, of course. And that right there would almost get us through the week. But this Sunday night, if you guys have missed it, the LNC has a new chair. And the Cajun Libertarian, I believe somebody tried to fact check me on this, but Cajun Libertarian was the first verified scheduled appointment for a podcast for the brand new chair of the LNC. So if you guys have not followed Cajun Libertarian, go get him on his own Facebook page because he doesn't want to fuse into Money Waters Media the same way that I did, (laughs) which is why he's lesser beard. Big love on that. But make sure you guys go and check that out so you guys can see what the what the plan is for the future of the LNC. Figure out what the LP is doing. Um, 
Nolik's beard is better than Cajun's beard. Big facts right there. Um, oh, geez, no, I just rubbed my eye. Oh, no. So, <clears throat> so we've got a hell of a week lined up for you guys. Cajun Libertarian's got his three shows. Um, so make sure you guys are hopping in those as you guys can. Make sure you guys hit 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 us up tomorrow night for the pepper pain you guys want i know that you guys want to save that money so you guys can just see the real deal tomorrow i understand it's going to be there and if you guys really want to bring the pain you guys know exactly where to go with it so remember that's seven million scoville units the hottest is nine million so i mean it's in, in terms of 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 heat you're just dead after one and a half. So seven million tomorrow is going to be well, well lubricated night for me. Um, as I'm going to be on fire skirting around this whole entire place. Uh, good luck catching me on camera as I am dying, but it's for a great cause and I will do it again if I have to, but that's going to wrap up the show tonight, guys. I appreciate each and every one of you guys coming through here, showing some love, being a part of the community, being a part of the muddy waters fan club if you will or being a part of the family um because that's what we all are and so i'm so excited for you guys to be here and and i'm excited to be back on the microphone once again i hope that i haven't bored you guys too much but make sure you guys catch up with the cajun libertarian tonight 8 30 don't miss this show sorry 9 30 9 30 freedom time so you got you got 40 minutes for that with that guys i hope you have a great night see you guys tomorrow don't make it too painful Appreciate y'all. Take care. Big love. See you guys tomorrow night.